Welcome back to Confessions of Old, a segment of the Men of Old podcast. My name is Evan, and today we are continuing our journey through the 1689 Second London Baptist Confession. We will be going through this confession slowly, devotionally, and prayerfully, in order that the saints may be strengthened and encouraged. Last week, we tackled paragraph 2 of chapter 3, and chapter 3 is entitled, Of God's Decree. Uh, last week, we looked over uh, the, the decree of God, the foreknowledge of God, and what this foreknowledge entails, which is individual election. And on top of that is also the doctrine of reprobation. And now we're, con- we're going to be continuing further on to paragraphs 3, 4, and 5 in this episode. Uh, this is going to get pretty deep, so we're going to tackle these uh, pretty lightly, uh, yet I hope they will be beneficial to your souls. Um, this is a topic that is important because if true, uh, it is the distinguishing feature of the salvation of God's people. And may we, yeah study this and take uh, take joy in it. So paragraph 3 says this, By the decree of God for the manifestation of his own glory, some men and angels are predestined or foreordained to eternal life through Jesus Christ to the praise of his glorious grace, others being left to act in their sin to their just condemnation to the praise of of his glorious justice. Paragraph 4 says, These angels and men, thus predestined and foreordained, are particularly and unchangeably designed, and their number so certain and definite that it cannot be either increased or diminished. Paragraph 5 says, Those of mankind that are predestined to life, God, before the foundation of the world was laid, according to his eternal and immutable purpose, and the secret counsel and good pleasure of his will, hath chosen in Christ unto everlasting glory, out of his mere free grace and love, without any other thing in the creature as a condition or cause, moving him thereunto. We're going to focus on one main point for each of these paragraphs. Point one for paragraph three is this. By the decree of God, some men and angels are predestined to eternal life, whereas some are left in their sin to their just condemnation. The former glorifies the grace of God, and the latter glorifies the justice of God. We as Reformed Baptists believe in the doctrine of divine election and divine reprobation. Divine election being the choosing of some people to be saved and divine reprobation being the leaving of some people who are not chosen to be saved, and they would be left to perish in their sins. On election, the confession quotes Ephesians 1, 5-6, which says, He predestined us for adoption as sons, through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. On reprobation, the confession quotes Jude 4, which says, For certain people have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people, who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality, and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. 
Questions 23 and tw- or sorry, 22 and 23 of the Baptist Catechism are very helpful here. Question 22 says, What is the misery of that estate whereinto man fell? Answer. All mankind by their fall lost communion with God, are under his wrath and curse, and so made eligible to all miseries in this life, to death itself, and to the pains of hell forever. Question 23 says, Did God leave all mankind to perish in the estate of sin and misery? Answer. God, having out of his mere good pleasure from all eternity elected some to everlasting life, did enter into a covenant of grace to deliver them out of the estate of sin and misery and to bring them into an estate of salvation by a Redeemer. Sam Waldron says, The following arguments may be marshals for the selectivity of election and against the idea that everyone is elect in Christ or that certain nations are only elect and not individuals. He says this, The words used for election imply the idea of selection. The biblical passages which teach reprobation imply the idea also of selection. And thirdly, the biblical passages which contrast the elect and the non-elect imply the idea of selection. Hopefully this has clearly articulated the reformed position on election and reprobation in a broad sense. Let us move on now to some more specific things. Point two, and this is focusing on paragraph four, is this. The number of elect men and angels is definite, finite, and immutable. This is a simple next step. If God has elected certain individual men and angels, then who are the elect and how many are there? Well, the confession quotes John thirteen eighteen, where our Lord says, I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. Also, they quote 2 Timothy 2.19, which says, But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone, who's, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. From this, we can see that the Lord has chosen a specific people to be saved. Not all are elect, yet all these elect people will come to salvation. No one can disturb the purposes of God. All his purposes shall be accomplished. Point number three, and focusing on paragraph five, is this. Those who were chosen by God to be saved are done so by his mere free grace and love, and not because of any choice or action in the creature. The cause of divine election, as we have seen, is not in our free actions, but in God's free choice. We focused on this last week, but let's draw on it a little more. He did not simply draw names when choosing people. He has reasons for his choices, yet his choices are not based on anything good in us. Elisha Coles, an old Puritan, said this, Election is the pitching of everlasting love, or the good pleasure of God choosing and decreeing to eternal life. It is the great charter of heaven, God's special and free grace deed of gift to his, love, to his loved and chosen ones, made over in trust unto Jesus Christ for their use and benefit. The doctrine of election is nothing else than the doctrine of divine love. 1 John 4.19 says, and it's speaking on God's electing love, 
We love because he first loved us. The confession here quotes many verses. Here are a couple of them. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 says, For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.5 says, But God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. The eternal purposes for the salvation of God's elect church is none other than God's eternal love and showing his grace to the praise of his glory. Anyone who knows the wickedness of his own heart, oh, and how I do, will rejoice in the doctrine of election. For without it, there is no hope for any of mankind. All of us might ask the question, well, how do I know I'm elect? Well, listen to Thomas Watson. He says, if we find the stream of sanctification running in our souls, we may by this come to the springhead of election. Whosoever he be that can find the word of God transcribed and copied out in his own heart may undeniably conclude that he is elected of God. Well, let us pray and may we worship our God for these glorious truths. Father, we thank you for choosing a people. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for those people. And oh, Holy Spirit, thank you for applying the saving work to those people. Your elect church, Lord, is your crown, and we shall be clothed in sparkling diamonds and furnished with holy joy for all eternity as we live and praise you in glory, inhabiting the new heaven and new earth, living for you and with you forever. May we rejoice in your electing love, O Father. Oh, and may we worship you for saving us. Help us, God, to glorify you in all that we do and lead us to worship you in both spirit and in truth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Men of Old podcast. Please tune in next time for more edifying content from the great cloud of witnesses so that we may continue to run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith.